You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 166 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me this week in the PTUK Garden Studio, he's back, he's not ill, it's my co-host Matt Smith. Well, hello everyone. Look, he's alive. <laughs> I can poke him and everything, and he's not—he's not a hologram. Get off! <laughs> so Hello, welcome back, Matt. Yes, I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. I, I was—I was quite poorly in my defence. Can I can I just say you um, you didn't leave me in the in the uh, lurch at all last week. <laughs> I was I, I managed to string the whole show together without any um, issues. Well, I was I was pleasantly surprised at um, how little editing I had to do. So I was I was actually quite proud of you. Um, Is that even with Al popping in halfway through the show? Uh, the Al thing was just amusing. We just yeah. we just left it at that. It was fine. It was all good. But no, I am here. I am back. We're not quite at a hundred percent. We're I'd say we're around about sort of eighty five percent. Eighty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have said you were around about ninety. But okay, all right. Okay. My okay. apologies. Ninety then, everyone. Ninety percent. Uh, but yes, I am a lot better than I was. And uh, is. yes, absolutely. I can see straight and 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 not hallucinating or anything now it's great <laughs> so it's the 26th of may it's uh, eight minutes past seven on this friday evening we're going to say a massive welcome to everyone who's joined us in the live youtube chat room this evening we've got uh, barbara parish is in there uh, we've got uh, hold on let me just bring up the list here we've got barbara parish big ron is in there don sebastian the pre-buy guy uh, we've got owen he's in there and uh, jen niffers in the uh, chat room ah. as well liz piper micah's in the chat room mariana masher's in the chat room neville bounds he's in the chat room Who? nico riga is in the chat room we've also got richard king and tony s and i think that's everyone i don't think i've missed anyone out uh, there might be some a few more people There's in the background loads of somewhere. In there. Actually, while, while I remember, uh, guys and girls, I just remember what a, a, a big friend of the show, uh, the lovely Matty Fab. It's yeah. actually his birthday it's today. His birthday so today. happy birthday yeah. to to Matty Fab. Uh, great news. Ah, guest from a couple of from last week. Look, Craig is in the chat. Oh, room Craig. Well. Hello, Craig. Good evening to you, Craig. Or morning. Or no, it's Hi, actually afternoon. Is it? It's good afternoon. Yes, it's like Craig two o'clock in the afternoon or something silly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's Come on, we ought to be pretty good at our five-hour time difference things by now. We have enough guests on from the US so yes indeed. Uh, hey, oh, good evening Jeff Braithwaite as well he's just popped in the chat yes. room there he was there earlier was he there yeah you just missed him oh I missed him okay so we've got uh, loads of stuff to get through in tonight's show we've got uh, loads of interesting news stories this week uh, we haven't got a segment from Pip I did uh, I did message Pip actually this afternoon no, he's, he's been flying a lot this week he's been uh, flying a tell lot you that, he, he's hopefully sorting something out for me next week so um, he's been flying he's been flying a lot so uh, yeah uh, we haven't got a segment from Pip but we have got a, a bit of listener feedback we have, uh, yes. which is kind of an interview that was done at the wings over illawarra air show with uh matthew bunting frame and steven uh steve visher from the plane crazy down under podcast so we've got that to play out a bit for you later indeed um we've got loads of content obviously that we got from pittsburgh as well which we're going to put out in the in the coming weeks mm -hmm. uh, matt's got to sit down and uh, and thread loads of bits yes. and pieces together and get yes. those all ready to yes. uh, to broadcast you but um yeah, we didn't. We didn't get a chance to talk to you, obviously, because you weren't here last uh, week. No, Matt. I wasn't. But, no, no, but I was um, we're not going to go into too much massive detail as Aren't to uh, the pits. For That's what you because, think, <laughs> because every, everyone knows we had a, had a fantastic time yes, at pits. But did, yeah. but you didn't have a very nice time. Uh, no, um, on on United, did you? Uh, no, actually, to be fair, nothing to do with the cabin no. crew or anything like that. Or I, the I, I just want to stress that the airline itself was fine. They're all really really nice. But I have to be brutally honest with you. Um, 
I flew out there on a 757-300. Now, I don't know whether it was because, obviously, those who were watching the footage and stuff know I was, you know, sort of struggling a bit when I was in Pittsburgh, sort of health-wise. And um, I got to about five and a half hours into the flight. And whilst I was busy walking through, because um, I was in row eight, because I was lucky, because I was in premium economy, obviously. And we flew, and I, and I walked from there to the toilet and back. Um, uh, and uh, after about five and a half hours, I literally, I was almost fighting breath because i was just like struggling to sort of take a breath in that and i was literally thinking at one point is there something wrong with me do i need do i need to actually um like call for help here and then just sort of took took a couple of deep breaths and it was all okay now you had a theory you thought it might have had something to do with like the possible difference in cabin pressures yeah i mean i i i wasn't uh, i wasn't um i didn't have any jet lag at all i felt really oh, I actually, so i, tell I you felt what, fantastic it was two completely different experiences because i landed at heathrow first you did and then i had to wait for you yeah and like as he came so i, I was waiting in arrivals as he came out of out of the uh um, the arrivals hall and it was yeah. like he and I had gone to to two totally different <laughs> places because I looked like death and, and and Carlos literally looked like he just sort uh, of had 15,000 yeah, he, he looked like he just flown from Glasgow you know I mean yeah. it was just like yeah and he was all fine I, no I, it, yeah. I, I think a lot of it boils down to Matt not just the fact that the aircraft you flew on was the size of uh, uh, a, um, a, a small child's toy yeah, but uh, it was down to obviously because the Dreamliner I flow her on was yeah. the uh, the Dash Nine, which is or the Dreamliner as, lo- as well as the A three hundred and fifty, are pressurised to a lot lower altitude than your normal standard airliner. So obviously yeah. your airline, with I think uh, without me getting this wrong, I hope I'm not wrong. Al, we need you here. Or, <laughs> or, uh, but I think it's about eight thousand feet. I think that a standard pressurisation is of an aircraft, whereas yeah. the Dreamliner is uh, is a lot lower. I think it's six thousand feet. I think they're pressurised to. Yeah. No, there's, there's a couple of uh, Je- Jeff was actually saying in the chat room here. What did do, do I suffer from asthma now? No, is the short answer. I, I mean, I do have very, I had very, very, very mild case of it when I was a kid, but I, I sort of grew out of it. So no, yeah. I, I've not had a, a sort of an asthma issue, if you like, um, to my knowledge uh, before now. It may have been because I was right in the the midst of the whole flu thing. Mm. Uh, so it, the tight chest could have been a lot to do with that. But it just really like took like knocked me off my feet i was shocked at how bad i went and and yet ironically the minute i got off the aircraft and then started walking like through the airport to my connection i was absolutely fine it was like it was you know it sort of, once i sort of got onto the marvelous air bridge uh, and into the terminal building it was, it was great actually i was going to ask you matt what because uh, you obviously you're the same as me you had to have a transfer i, I should just say sorry we forgot hello oh. owen by the way we we do have a guest as well feel, oh, feel free to chip in <laughs> Yeah, we actually, yeah, I've completely forgot to introduce our guest for tonight. Oh, Hey, guys. <laughs> bit, oh, no, I wasn't, what, I wasn't the, sure. Do you want me to stay quiet in terms no, of no, no, no. The thing that is, the thing that is, he's, he's, Owen is part of the furniture. Yeah, right. So yes, no, he's yeah, part of the family. He's part of the family, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. So he's always here. Yeah. Uh, but no, we have got Owen on the show with us yes. tonight to give us a hand. Anyway, sorry, and, what, uh, what were you saying? No, yeah. I was going to say, because we, Just because he might have something to add to our conversation. There he is, being well behaved. He may well a bit. Like all guests should be. I, I had Ow. a I had a transfer. <laughs> I had a transfer from uh, from Toronto to Pittsburgh on a CRJ two hundred. Oh, no, you see, I My loved first mine. time and it was it was it was niche, very very small, very compact. And I bumped my head when I got out from the oh, seat. Oh, okay. It was quite small. Um, well, and maybe it's because I was in premium economy again. You see. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you? What was your uh, your transfer on, Matt? Was that? Uh, an mine, e- mine was, was on a CRJ. Wasn't oh, it? Oh, was a CRJ. Was yeah. it? Oh, something like that, wasn't it? I don't know. 
I don't know, but it was a little... How many it seats was, were it was two and two. Oh, two and two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, CRJ, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and to be honest with you, it was a beautiful flight. Mm, both, the flight was nice, both, yeah. both flights were really nice. I didn't have any breathing issues or anything like that. And again, I couldn't believe how quick it was. It was like 35 minutes from... Yeah. Because from, I was... Us. Is it Washington Dulles? Dulles? Dulles. I, I'm never quite Washington sure. Dulles. Yeah. Dulles, yeah. Yeah, Washington Dulles from there to, um, uh, to Pitts and back. Uh, as I said, it was like 35 minutes there, and I think it was 40 minutes coming back to, to Washington Dulles from Pitts. Oh, mm-hmm. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, was, you, I was amazed at how quick it was. I, I was amazed, Matt, because you had the same duration of flight as I did, from, yep. uh, or me and Adrian did from um, Toronto to Pitts, yeah. about half an hour. And mm. they still managed to get a snack service done in that time. They did, yes. Uh, yeah, we, had, we, had, uh, we had pretzels <laughs> and, um, and tea, coffee, or water or yeah. juice. We, we got water and some peanuts, and uh, in answer to uh, Mariana's question, will Matt ever fly again? To be honest with you, I had no, He will do. I, I, I've got no... I was fine. I was genuinely fine. I mean, I, I, I had a, a very small wobble where I was thinking... To be honest with you, I was thinking, I wish my flying buddy was here right now, because I'm really not sure about this as I was trying to get on the aeroplane. There was this, this small moment, and to be fair to the United staff, and I'm really not... My, the the only minor issues I had really weren't anything to do with the the, the United and or the staff, um, uh, again. But it was just like they were brilliant because uh, I sort of th- somebody obviously just clocked that I looked like because I'd gone white as a sheet and looked like really nervous and stuff, and they just went, "Or are you all right?" And I said, mm. "I'm I'm a very nervous flyer, if you like." And then they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. That doesn't mean that they still... Yeah. I mean, they did sort of forget to feed me, uh, so they weren't that worried about me. Because uh, <laughs> I went to the toilet at the wrong time, basically, and breakfast had already been served by the time I came back, and they forgot about me. But uh, oh. you see, And I think a lot of that is because the trouble is, is that I, I've not done much transatlantic Marvel? flying, mm. so I'm not familiar with the, the protocol. I mean, you probably knew that, you know, they were going to serve you within 45 minutes of getting oh, up yeah. in the air. And I'm just, I'm just sort of like, right, okay, I, I'm going to go to the loo now. And then I came back, and, like, breakfast had already been... I mean, they, they boshed out all these, these meals and everything. It was all done and dusted. And then she came to collect the tray and went, oh, did you not get one? It's like, no. <laughs> Have we had breakfast? And she went, oh, Uh-oh. no, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, so they bought me this sort of lukewarm waffle. Um, and that was weird. I don't I do not do savoury and sweet mixed together very well. <laughs> Luke, Luke, lukewarm waffle? Is a that luke- better or worse than a lukewarm panini? Uh, uh, worse than worse than a lukewarm panini. Worse? Oh, yes. Oh, no. No, no, no. You see, you know, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, 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 uh, <laughs> of Harp Jets paninis. I have to be brutally honest because <laughs> they are my, my snack of choice. I just wish they didn't take three quarters of an hour to, to bring uh, to you. But anyway, we'll, we, we'll yeah, gloss over that. Yeah, let's gloss over that. Yeah, indeed. We'll, so we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> okay. We need to get on because before the sun goes, the sun is literally over there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, It's going to go dark uh, here soon. Dark We're outside, soon. so maybe we should crack. Yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> so we are uh, uh, going to start the show then. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Oh, to, no. Sorry. To, uh, oh, short, short answer, Jeff is no. I think it was just me. I, I think a lot of it was was to the do the fact that I was genuinely quite poorly, yeah. um, and uh, certainly nobody else on the on the flight uh, had issues. I don't think Nev Nev didn't have it because he flew to Toronto and then drove, didn't he? With, no, with the yeah. lovely Liz. He flew with he flew with Bah. Ba. Uh, he flew with Ba, ba to uh, to Toronto. Ba. You, you certainly didn't have any problems, did you? Oh, no. No, no they, very, they spoiled me very much. Indeed. Lee. Good uh, old Air Canada. Yeah. Uh, Ma- Mariana might, might well be right here. It could have it could also have been a small part of the whole mm. sort of, you know, being a bit panicky and all that kind of thing. But, I mean, <laughs> funnily enough, once I'm up in the air, I'm normally all right. Can I just point out one massive fact that you've failed to mention? Oh, dear. The fact that I was on a 
reasonably new aircraft yes. both oh, ways yes. Yes, yes, including yes, yes. an aircraft at yes. the, on the way home that was three months old no actually no it was two months old sorry. Okay. Yes. the aircraft I flew home on the Dreamliner um, and on both the 777 I went flew over you, on quite disappointed and the you Dreamliner <laughs> I flew back on yes. didn't have Wi-Fi did it not? Oh no! I had Ooh. Wi-Fi. I was I was pinging messages to me. You got two hours yes, free Wi-Fi. Yes, because I I got messages yeah, from you, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So did I when I landed and had Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, one last thing, and then I will let you get on with the show. <laughs> uh, I might let you actually do the show. Why not? Um, but uh, one last thing is is actually I know from last week's show when I when I was editing it. Um, you you were quite disappointed with the the film and music oh, yeah. choices that were available to you and TV we, programs. Yeah, and we, I, I shan't go over it again in great detail. No, 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 ne- no, no. Needless no. to say, I, I wasn't impressed with the amount no, of content and, that. Um, and yet, with me, Canada. I mean, I mean, it wasn't. I, I didn't have hundreds and hundreds of films, but I mean, I had. I think I counted uh, on the way out there. I had eighty films to choose from and about sixty films to choose from coming home. The selection was different Oof, coming home about, than going about, out. About f- 50 more than we had. Okay. And, oh. uh, but there was no music as such. There were some podcasts on there, none of which I recognised. No, not, they're all rubbish. Not even Airplane <laughs> Geeks was on there. I mean, oh. come on. I mean, come oh. on. I suppose on the That's almost blasphemous. Yeah, I know. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Barbara was saying, I flew with BA. Great service. Lovely cabin crew. I had a great long chat with them. Yeah, they just love Glad their job. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Because <laughs> Owen has um, Owen has Owen's a little confession to me. Yes, 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 yes. Owen, no, I, I, Owen I is like BA this this. Uh, this afternoon, yes. coming back from Malaga, I, that, I that's why he's a, wearing a well-deserved holiday. Yes, um, indeed. <laughs> to Malaga and flew back BA, uh, yeah. not particularly for any particular reason other than it was cheaper. Really, <laughs> Owen <laughs> is wow. son of Nev, indeed. Son yeah. of yes, yes. It's the prodigy. Nev will be seriously. Nev will be so proud yeah. right now. He will be beaming with pride. <laughs> When, when they bring down their prices a little bit more on most of the other routes, yeah. I'll definitely be flying with them again. Okay, right. Very true. Uh, okay. And also when they they up their on time rating. Now I have to say this was the, this is the first time that I've, <laughs> okay this, this they is the first time I've flown yeah. with them that they've actually been on time. Okay, which, uh, right. Out of the four or five times that I've flown with them is not an amazing <laughs> not record. Great. But okay, all right, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. Uh, I can see you can tell he's been flying BA. Look, he's got a smart. He's got a smart yeah, shirt I know, on. Absolutely. Yeah. He's putting us both to shame. I should stress. <laughs> right. So Have we are. Uh, we are going to start the show then, as oh, we? we do. Oh, okay. oh, right. As we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, guest Owen. Guest Owen. Yes, he's a guest. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, right. I'm ready. Good. And are you ready? Not poorly, Matt. I'm never ready. (laughs) All right, let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story, this is on the uh, suns.co.uk website. And a story that uh, has kind of kicked off this morning. Mm, at, uh, yes. Well, it actually came online at, at quarter to eight this morning. And the uh, headline, Bank Holiday. Because as most of you all know, there is Bank Holiday here in the UK. Bank Holiday Weekend starts, uh, well, starts tomorrow, I suppose you could call it, really, couldn't I suppose? So, uh, Bank Holiday Travel Chaos as Gatwick Airport hit with baggage meltdown. And also, the M62 suffers miles of tailbacks. Trains warned to slow down because it's too hot. 
and 16.5 million cars only in the expected UK. <laughs> on the roads. So with temperatures that are set to rocket to 30 degrees Celsius in some parts of Britain tomorrow, being Saturday, bank holiday chaos struck earlier today as a huge motorway crash sparked the six-hour delays and thousands of Gatwick Airport passengers who were hit by a baggage meltdown. So motorists uh, they were caught up in a 15-mile tailback following the seven-vehicle pile-up on the M62 near Goole in East Yorkshire. And uh, early today, uh, on top to, uh, to, well, to add to that chaos, uh, thousands of passengers at Gatwick faced huge delays when the baggage sorting system crashed. Had probably had the blue screen of death, Matt, I would imagine. Mm. Uh, I saw a lot of those going through various airports. So actually, actually, actually funnily enough, yeah, <laughs> I, had, I saw one at uh, Toronto. Uh, so, and it's uh, expected to get worse as 16.5 million drivers will clog up the roads over the scorching three-day weekender. So the REC says leisure and commuter traffic uh, could merge and cause bumper-to-bumper congestion during the busiest bank holiday uh, May in four years. Now this is obviously you know one of the main routes that people go to get to a lot of the major airports here in the UK. So uh, the uh, well holidaymakers earlier today were forced to fly without luggage, and some even missed their flights because of the long queues triggered by the technical fault at Gatwick Airport. And airport staff are trying to reunite thousands of passengers with their luggage after the problem was finally fixed at around midday today. The issue was with the conveyor belt that scans and sorts the bags before they are loaded onto the aircraft. Airport staff had to process each bag manually, which left rows of suitcases in the terminal. Passenger Chris Cox told the Independent all the baggage belts have broken and they are hand-checking in flight by flight. Simon Ginsberg told Twitter, or he took to uh, Twitter, to say his anniversary trip to Morocco had been ruined by the chaos. So uh, he wrote that he's just been told that his bags were not on the plane, uh, now travelling to Marrakesh, with, <laughs> which was a bit ridiculous. And uh, this uh, added to the fact that he had antibiot- antibiotics in his luggage as well, so no medication. Great work, he added. Um, Matt put the pictures up on the screen just a minute ago showing the pictures of long queues and at the check-in desks uh, and uh, huge uh, backlogs uh, of bags waiting to be processed. Yes, I only showed those pictures. There, there was, for some reason, there was a random picture of a topless lady in there. Oh, right, okay. Uh, which I didn't put up, I'm afraid. I didn't think that was perhaps oh, particularly shame. child-friendly. So, uh, <laughs> passenger Nicholas Rainers, 33, who was travelling with 15 pals to San Sebastian in Spain for a stag party, blasted the airport as shambles. He told a mail online, the computer systems are offline so you can't do bag drops. It's all manual check-in and they're struggling to cope. They could be forced to fly to Bilbao 60 miles away. Wow. You see, now, you see I, I, have a, I have a small issue with this. The, th- the thing is... is what, you, the blue you, screen of death? Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, mm. you do get computer problems. All right, it's, it always seems to happen. I suppose things will always go wrong when the airports are, are at capacity or they're struggling the most. But at the end of the day, I mean, the computer systems are there purely and simply because it isn't possible to do a manual bag check for the amount of people now that are going through the airport. So, you know, (laughs) they're doing the very best they can. I know it's really inconvenient. Yeah, but at at a major major international airport, and one of the, the, is it the second largest airport in in the UK? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. there should be some sort of redundancy systems in place to to handle this sort of error. So there is, they should be on two separate systems, no? That's possible, right? Yeah. Mm. 
It should be. It I should mean, be a backup. Uh, it depends on where. Uh, again, the, the lot with sort of mainframes and servers and things. The the long and the short of it depends on on which bit of the system went down. So you might have, for example, two two servers if you like. So you've got you know you've got one server. Or they might have the server in a RAID configuration or something like that. That's you know that's fine. But if you get uh, you, you still. It depends on what went wrong because if it was the link between the servers and and you know basically the routers, if it was that part of the system that fell down, you won't necessarily have any redundancy in there. And if you can't immediately lay your hands right. on spare routers, as an, I'm using routers as an example, I mean, you know, you're yeah, probably yeah. looking at sort of Cisco switches and all sorts. But you know, if if it's the actual physical link between um, check-in and where the data is sort of plugged in it's very difficult to build two you can build redundancy in but um well i don't know i, and, I don't know, something I don't. as large as what that is yeah you know, checking in so many th- yeah. well hundreds of thousands yeah. of bags in a day you know that, that's got to be one heck of a system to cope with all that amount of work. well yeah i know yeah. Yeah. actually the story does actually say here that last year gatwick south terminal unveiled an 186,000 uh 186 million um, pound state-of-the-art uh, terminal link including a new baggage handling system yeah yeah um, Gatwick did say that some flights were leaving without all bags and says the issue, like I said, has been fixed for at uh, midday today. And they obviously apologise for any inconvenience um, to uh, passengers. Uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, at Nevtech, Nevtech HQ... Uh, <laughs> oh, we had a... Well, uh, nice to see you know, Nev's enjoying himself. Yes, uh, you know, <laughs> things are developing well at Nevtech HQ. It sounds like he's finally finished work. So <laughs> the next story, as always, is a... Nice story for uh, Matt Beansy's. Uh, I'm breaking you in gently. <laughs> Beans okay. is your first uh, first day back on the job. I've missed. I missed one, Carlos. You make it sound like <laughs> I've been away for ages. It feels <laughs> like it. It feels like it. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. God, right. Okay. I, I spoke that one. Yeah. Up. You see, that's, uh, that's your own fault. That's your spoke own. Too soon. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> so anyway, on the Independent.ie, so it's the Irish Independent. The headline is uh, therefore, if it's the Irish Independent, I wonder what story number two might be about. Uh, it is Ryanair is to sell off is to sell long haul flights. With air, I didn't even know they had a long haul flight section. Anyway, uh, Ryanair to sell off long haul flights with air. No, hang on, is to sell. Come read. on, I was, read. I, look, I forgot read. how to read. All right, <laughs> okay. read and write. Let me oh, start. Blimey, you finished? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ryanair to sell long haul flights with Air Europa. This is very interesting. Uh, Ryanair has announced a new flight partnership with Spanish airline Air Europa, which will allow its 130 million customers to book Air Europa long-haul flights on the Ryanair website. From today, customers can browse and book with Air Europa flights on 20 long-haul routes uh, from Madrid to 16 countries in North, Central and South America, including Argentina, Brazil, Cuba, Mexico and the United States. Hmm, where was this a few weeks ago? Uh, the new partnership is the great is the latest initiative delivered under the always getting better customer experience program and follows the launch of its connecting flight service via Rome Fu, Fu, Fuminco Fumincino 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 yeah. last week. The second phase of this Air Europa partnership will be launched later this year and will allow Ryanair customers to connect to Air Europa long haul flights through Madrid. Uh, Ryanair is continuing to in its discussions with a number of other long-haul airlines uh, 
worked on potential feed and connecting flight partnerships. We are pleased to announce this exciting partnership with Air Europa, which allows our customers to browse and book flights on 20 long-haul routes from Madrid to cities in Argentina, Brazil, Cuba, Mexico and the USA. On the Ryanair website, Michael O'Leary, CEO of Ryanair, said, do you, ever, do you really have to ever say CEO of Ryanair when you hear the name Michael O'Leary? Everybody, Michael O'Leary. Everybody must know that that man is... A a legend and B just because just because he's he's brilliant he's he's he, he's so unpolitically correct and yet genius all at once I mean he's you know you, you know I tip my cap to you sir you are a ledge um, but this is this is actually quite exciting news I mean it's a bit like it's like the like the grown up version of what um, um, is it KLM tried to do with us. At Norwich, where you, where you fly from Norwich to, to Schiphol, and then you get to sort of fly from Schiphol to anywhere else in the world. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, kind, kind of the of model like, they're trying to yeah. work, only without ripping people off, which I think is very exciting. No, basically, <laughs> so you, you can go on on their website and you can book a flight to to the states, and you obviously fly from here to is it Shannon or in yeah. Ireland with Ryanair, and then from um, there from Ireland to the states with yeah. with um, Air Europa or Indeed. wherever to. Yeah. I'm just looking at it now. It looks like they have introduced some new uh, destinations. So you've got, uh, let's see, Argentina, Stop Brazil, Colombia. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Ecuador. Oh, wow. All so of these are great now desti uh, great destinations, destinations uh, including Boston, Miami, and New York. Hello. New York yeah. would be handy. I'm, I'm going to New York. For those uh, in the chat room who are not sure and haven't heard of Air Europa, uh, Air Europa were formed in 19... Where are we? Here we go. I'm just going to click on the Wikipedia thing. Yeah, there we go. There we go. 1986, Air Europa were formed. Ooh. And uh, they've got 53 aircraft in the fleet, fly to 44 destinations, and uh, they are the third uh, biggest airline in Spain after Iberia and Vueling. So there we go bit of information on Air Europa. It's a full service here, you know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we're, on, we're on form today. Yes. So the next uh, story is for you, Owen. The next story is from foxnews.com forward slash travel and this says, planes collide at Austin Airport uh, after United Aircraft clips American. If two planes should ever collide, it's usually better it happens on the ground, like the aircrafts that clipped each other at Austin Bergstrom International Airport on Wednesday night. According to airport officials, the wingtip from United Flight 898 came into contact with the tail section of American Airlines Flight 2675 shortly after 8.20pm, just as the United flight was taxiing away from its gate. A United passenger who spoke with Key, uh, I, I, I'd imagine they're... Uh, um, media organization added that United took immediately immediate responsibility for the collision. The pilot took full responsibility, explained Cody Strickland. He said, this is your captain. We clipped the wing on the, of this aircraft, uh, of this other aircraft. It was my fault. We're going to do the best we can to get you back to the gate. Airport officials were then forced to wait for an okay from the FAA before they could give the two pilots clearance to taxi back to the gate. Strickland says it took two hours before his flight was allowed to deplane, at which point passengers were left to wait for another flight to Houston. No one was hurt during the collision, but audio recordings from air traffic control suggest that the American Airlines flight, which has just arrived in from Austin, uh, arrived in Austin from JFK uh, in New York City, suffered minor damage. 
There's a chunk of something laying off your tail, but the APU is running just fine. An oh, air traffic <laughs> official. Oh, well, that's all right then. <laughs> <laughs> can be heard remarking in an audio recording and obtained by Kaxan uh, or Kazan. Look, dude, you're here because of your ability to pronounce that. <laughs> don't, don't look at either of us for help, mate. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> There's no leaks of smoke. Uh, Photos shared by one of American Airlines passengers also show slight damage to the wingtip of the United Air uh, United's aircraft. And uh, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> look like as bad damage as we've seen on other. No, uh, I was wingtip. just looking at the pictures there while you were saying you were telling the story there, uh, Owen. Sorry, struggling to bring them up because they're on Twitter, so it's a bit okay. difficult for me to. The uh, the picture on here, the United aircraft in question, has the split uh, scimitar. Uh, winglets on there, and the, the top of the uh, of the winglet is a little bit. Just a little. It's got little, a scuff on it, bit, isn't it? I've just bit, popped it up there, so it's, yeah, you know. A, a, yeah. A so the, the, a, so the, the source is Christina KB is where this photo has come from. I mean, it's not. It's not bit, awful. I mean, uh, do, does that have tape. much impact on winglets? Oh, that would definitely. Yeah. Yeah, winglets. Uh, obviously, they they help to uh, to to. Or help with the um, fuel efficiency of air, right? Okay, and airflow, and obviously with this being a bit jagged, okay, it uh, might sort of uh, it will need replacing anyway. But these, okay. I've seen these replaced on on a video on a, an aviation site, and the winglets that they replace because it this does happen not all the time, but it does no. happen every now and again, more more than you think. And uh, you know, it's it's a relatively easy, non sort of you know lengthy. Um, um, Go thing to change a wingtip. It's so. costly, though. It's costly. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's going to cost costly. a few quid. <laughs> so how um, long? How long will an aircraft be out of, out of action for while they put that right? I'd, ima- I'd Im- have to guess it probably a couple of days, um, right, two or okay. three days. I I'd imagine. would say less, to be honest. I mean, with yeah, but, but does it have to go like on a test flight or something just to make sure? They do it? actually. Yeah, they do yeah. have to test a flight yeah. after anything like that. They do, but. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, United have got such a huge fleet anyway. This uh, right. this will be back yeah. on on the run. Yes, that's why they've still got hundrends of seven five seven dash three hundred. What I like about this story is the fact that the pilot actually said, "You know, sorry, it was me. Oops, I'm sorry. Yeah. All my fault. <laughs> Awfully sorry." Uh, this has just put Alanis Morissette jagged little winglet. Yes, yeah, very that's true. Nice. Yes, yes yeah. indeed. Um, Truly a split, you know. but uh, I, obviously the the pilots both got out and um, you know swapped insurance details and stuff. You know, swapped insurance details. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? No. <laughs> okay, good. But it's nice to think so. <laughs> yes, splendid. So the next story, moving on, is uh, is uh, is another exciting story from <laughs> Flight Global. Sorry, L- Lane says, yeah, that'll buff out. It'll that'll buff out. Yeah, bit of bit of spit and polish. It'll be fine. Yeah, bit of tea cut. Yes, tea cut and and turtle wax. It'll be fine. Anyway, you can carry uh, on. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah. So, uh, Flight Global. The sun's starting to go down. Now. Yes. Really? Flight Global. That one. happens, you know, and, like uh, at night time. I know. Yeah. It is like like twenty to eight in the evening. True. I'm amazed. I'm amazed we aren't having to put coats on yet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, uh, picture story. This one as well, Matt. I'll oh, put the pictures oh. on the screen. This one is Look on busy, Flight everyone. Global. Yeah. And uh, Delta's first A350 takes Ooh. flight. So Delta Airlines, their first Airbus A350-900. <gasps> pardon me, the beer is repeating on me. <gasps> made it's made and sortie today. Oh no, 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 no! Isn't this one of the ones that we saw when we were at yes, it Toulouse? Is. This yeah, is, is it? definitely yeah. one of the ones we saw. Because so it, this, uh, uh, this particular one was uh, was pointed out to us during one of the tours. 
Oh, was it? Oh, I missed that bit. Oh. So it made its... Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt was asleep. It made its maiden sortie today, flying uh, for five hours and 37 minutes off the coast of France. The aircraft, MSN 115, and MSN? registration... Yes, and registration November 5th... Is that a news, news outlet? No, it's not, for oh, God's sake, man. <laughs> Registration right. November 501 <laughs> Delta November See, You can off tell I'm back everyone from, We're fighting Yeah Toulouse <laughs> At uh, 10.24 local time uh, How and, was it last uh, week without me Was it, it lovely was a lot yeah. quieter <laughs> So Delta plans to take delivery Of the A350 in July With its schedule to enter revenue service In there's a picture In October executives have said the Atlanta-based carrier will be the first U.S. carrier Sorry, to I was, operate I was, the I was too busy bucking about with American Air. You wait till you get to your next story. Oh, no. uh, not taking its first of the type until 2020. And United Airlines evaluating whether to keep its order for uh, for A350-1000s. Uh, uh, Delta will use the A350 to replace its last six Boeing 747-400s on flights to Asia. The aircraft will initially be based at its Detroit hub. The airline will configure its A350s with 306 seats, including 32 in business class, 48 in premium economy. Matt will know all about that, premium. Yeah! And uh, 226 <laughs> in economy. Delta deferred 10 of the 25 A350-900s it had on order earlier in May, citing a week-long haul demand. Uh, Delta will now take its first 15 aircraft through 2019, with its remaining 2019 and 2020 deliveries deferred to at least 2022. They've obviously got to save up a few dollars before they can buy the rest of them. Oh dear. Interesting to see, though, when you look at the pictures, though, because uh, obviously aircraft don't get uh, built and <coughs> roll straight off the production line with the colours that the airline they're in. So obviously this is in the marvellous primer colour. Yes, yes, um, the dull sort of like dull, gold yeah. vomit colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> goldy colour. Yeah. But no, it's good news for Delta anyway, having to see uh, the uh, Airbus A350. Yes. And as Owen quite rightly pointed out, uh, although I missed it, although I do remember seeing it, but I don't remember them pointing it out on the bus. Um, but uh, yes, when we had a little bus tour, we did actually see it because it was more or less completing... Um, I, I yeah, think, finishing up getting uh, built. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. They more or less finished. Which so is next story is... It's very sad that the 747-400 is very sad, though. Yeah. So sad. It, it really is. Yeah. Okay. If it's anything like the 757, I can't wait for the bloody thing to go. <laughs> <laughs> so next story, no, no, ladies and gentlemen, I seriously, I now have an aeroplane I actually hate. This is very exciting. <laughs> this is news. <laughs> Owen, I hate you. <laughs> anyway, so okay, next story. So moving on. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I want to play anymore. <laughs> I've had enough. I feel poorly. I'm going home. Carry on. This this story. <laughs> okay. This story is funny. Oh, is it? Clip for you now. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> right. So this is on the news.com.au, which is a slightly so it's Australian news, I presume. Uh, the workers. Oh dear. Workers still attached to the plane. Is it taxis? A ground worker at NSW Airport got the fright of his life when a Jetstar plane he was working on started its engines and began to taxi with the workers still attached. The A320, which was given the clear to begin taxiing on the runway at Newcastle Airport on the uh, 25th of January, released its brakes and increased its power while the dispatcher, who was still connected to the aircraft's <laughs> nose, was waiting clearance to disconnect. A report from the Australian Transport Safety Bureau says uh, the worker noticed that the taxi lights illuminated 
noticed that the taxi lights illuminated, heard the engine noise increase, and watched the aircraft start to taxi before quickly disconnecting the headset and moving away from the aircraft, presumably at breakneck speeds. In its report, the ATSB says that the dispatcher, who was linked by a headset to pilots through the nose of the plane, was walking next to the aircraft as it was pushed back from the airport's terminal. After the pushback, the Jetstar pilot's attention was diverted to monitoring a plane in a neighbouring bay that had requested uh, clearance to taxi to the runway. However, the pilot didn't believe that there was enough room for the other aircraft to turn around and the A320 was given permission to move first, the report says. The Bureau found that the pilot checked the surroundings and sighted a tug and a dispatcher near the A320 bay, mistaking that dispatcher who had disconnected from the neighbouring plane for their own. They assumed that the dispatcher near Bay 4 was their dispatcher who had disconnected from the aircraft while they were monitoring the Bay 5 aircraft uh, the Bay 5 aircraft movements and radio communications, the report said. Believing to be in the all clear, the A320 then began to taxi, with the worker becoming alarmed and immediately disconnecting and moving to <laughs> safety. Uh, well done, him or her. The incident has been called serious by the ATSB but the Bureau also found that the flight crew on board the A320 were distracted by the neighbouring plane. A Jetstar spokesman said that the airline has comprehensive checklists which crew are required to follow. Our pilots believed ground crew working on a nearby aircraft were assisting with the dispatching of that aircraft which was not the case, the spokesman said in a statement. We have been, we have reminded all of our flight crew of the importance of following checklists and procedures as well as distraction management. Anybody have anything to say about this particularly scary story? Yeah, apart from my, <laughs> well, apart from I, my I chat room thing going on. Uh, yeah. No, oh. my, my chat room thing is it's putting, for some reason I typed a sentence and it's it's muddled it all up, so well done, um, YouTube chat room. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm actually surprised his headphone lead didn't, I've seen this happen before actually on um, at an airport not too far away from here actually, at Norwich many years ago. Where someone because it's a headset you have connected to the right. to the aircraft, okay. so the uh, ground person, chat marshaller, yeah, okay. can talk to the uh, flight crew okay. while he's marshalling the aircraft. Is that not all done by radio? No, it's still done by a lead plugged in, but it's an incredibly quaint. long lead. <laughs> I should hope so. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 the story sort of when I first read this, I thought, oh my god, the guy got like dragged along by this aircraft. <laughs> oh but, my goodness! Yeah, I mean, eventually after the lead stretched so far, it would have pinged out anyway. So, but. Um, Mm. A bit of a worrying one, but uh, carry on, Owen. You were going to say, yeah, no, I, I think they were just distracted by the Boeing next to them. Ah, that's very that's, true. That's Owen. probably what it was. They oh were, my were, God! They I were mean, looking across at the <laughs> Boeing and saying, "God, look at that sexy aircraft there." That's oh my God, Carlos! What on earth? <laughs> Excuse me, Airbus all the way. I flew on a seven five seven three hundred. Did I mention I didn't enjoy it? Well, what it was, <laughs> the, what it was, the flight, the flight crew were on the flight deck, obviously in this Airbus. They looked across and they were a bit bored. Saw this Boeing <laughs> and thought, "Wow, that is one heck of an aircraft." <laughs> <laughs> Had to drop that one in there. Sorry, Ladies and gentlemen, I've officially <laughs> lost control of the show. Oh dear. So anyway, moving on to the next story, uh, Mr. Do we have uh, stories? Mr. Owen. Oh. Yeah, we do have stories. Is this, is this for me? Yeah, this one this is, is for you. Um, equally, if not more insane. Bizarre. I know. <laughs> and it's a headline uh, this is from uh, scmp.com uh, which is the South China Morning Post international section to go bo uh, to boldly go 
Chinese aircraft cleaners retrieved the 44,000 US dollar diamond ring dropped in a toilet. Workers climbed into empty tank and weighed barefoot through pond waste to recover a two-carat jewel. <gasps> a Chinese wow. air passenger has discovered that diamonds really are forever after recovering <laughs> his two-carat ring that was accidentally flushed down a toilet, <laughs> mainland media reported. The man from Huzhou is half oh, man. Carlos, really? Huzhou in the Zhejiang province drops. <laughs> I thought you'd be okay with his story, Owen. I'm Japanese, not Chinese. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. C, sorry. Welcome to my world, Owen. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. Uh, it dropped the 43,700 US dollar diamond ring down the toilet bowl of a Qatar Airways flight from Doha to Hangzhou earlier this week. After the plane landed at Hangzhou Zhaoshan International Airport, Stunning. the flight well crew members assisted the main man in, or the man in contact, contacting the cleaning department at the airport's ground services company. Two cleaning staff pumped the waste water from the aircraft into the tank of a sewage truck before discharging it into an open space. The dedicated crew walked barefoot through the released wastewater oh, in search of the ring. Later, they had, e they even had to examine the inside of the sewage tank itself. The ring, ring was finally recovered after an hour-long search, and both staff members later reported feeling queasy despite taking long showers after the search. I'm yeah. not at all surprised. <laughs> mm, yummy. Yeah, yes. quite queasy. Yes. Um, after crouching down, we put our hands on the ground to get inside the sewage tank. Cleaner oh, Wang boy. Shuan oh. <laughs> later recounted to the reporters, one hand holding a phone as a flashlight and the other hand on the ground. Oh my good! I can tell you one thing: if I was doing that, that would not be my phone that was being nope. used as a torch. No, 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 no. Firefighters. Uh... Oh no, 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 sorry, that's a different, <laughs> a different headline entirely. Uh, but the referees were rewarded, and the passenger repeatedly thanked them for finding the ring. Oh, I should bloody well report... <laughs> and paid them a million pounds. <laughs> like my goodness me! Just... The Do you know what? I did not say if they shook their hands. I would hope. <laughs> Oh, or, no, a high, or a high no, five. A high no, five at the end. No, 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 no. <laughs> bad, bad children. <laughs> Behave immediately, honestly. Oh, I think, dear. to be honest with you, I think I would rather buy them a new ring than actually go looking for that ring in really? the house. Yeah. So you have $44,000 lying around? Uh, oh, no, but it's no, but bring no, me a copy. Of course, no, no, it does. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. quite right. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I don't know. If Forty-four thousand pounds is enough money to make me get into a toilet. <laughs> It kind, of kind of makes you wonder why the ring ended up in the aircraft toilet to begin with, really. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, mile, mile high and all that. Moving, moving on. on. The uh, <laughs> next story. <laughs> okay. uh, the next story is uh, another interesting story. Uh, this one's on the travelweekly.co.uk ok Oh, boy, are website. we literally... Uh, it's like, it's the I mean, uh, it's not been a good week for the UK, uh, let's, let's be honest, obviously, and, and our thoughts do go out. I know we haven't mentioned it at the top of the show. We probably should have done, but our thoughts do go out to everyone in Manchester and uh, oh, with yeah, that awful, definitely. awful yeah, thing. Um, for any of our Manchester listeners, yeah. Yeah, massive, absolutely. I, massive, I can promise uh, you over the you. last two or three days I've done crying, I've done all sorts of things thinking of you all for what is an awful, mm. awful tragedy. But we, 
that's all we're going to say on it, really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but moving on. But, uh, yeah, the, the world seems to have gone crazy this week. So the uh, the story then on travelweekly.co.uk site, and the headline, Drunk Passenger Who Started a Fire on a Monarch Aircraft Has Jail Term Doubled. So a drunken airline passenger who started a fire at 33,000 feet by discarding a burning cigarette Oh, blimey. Had his jail sentence more than doubled yesterday to nine and a half years. Former soldier John Cox, 46, threw the cigarette butt into a toilet bin when on a monarch flight from Birmingham to Sharm el Sheikh in August. And this was back in 2015, so it took a while to come out to the, the uh, press, this one. Uh, an hour earlier, panic had broken out on the aircraft when there was a similar unrelated toilet blaze. The Court of Appeal in London was told. Cabin crew had already used up two of the four extinguishers on board uh, and additional water fighting for the first fire, Lady Justice Sharp said. The pilot uh, feared the crew would be unable to quell the second blaze started by Cox if it took hold. After calling a mayday, he had to put the aircraft into a sharp descent to stage an emergency landing. By luck, a fire safety expert who was on board the aircraft helped crew members tackle the fire and bring it under control, the Times reported. Cox was belligerent, aggressive, and when confronted, uh, um, uh, pleaded guilty to reckless arson at Birmingham Crown Court in March this year. Cox of Kidderminster was originally jailed for four and a half years. However, the sentence was challenged in the Court of Appeal, where the Solicitor General Robert Buckland QC criticised the punishment as far too lenient. Lady Justice Sharp agreed and increased the term. Uh, the potential for causing disaster here was plain and obvious, she told the court. The sentence passed was unduly uh, lenient and his offence called for a deterrence sentence and um, uh, punishment, or harsher punishment. Cox, a hard-working family man of previous good character, was under stress at the time due to the breakup of his marriage and he'd worked for Royal Mail and served nine years in the army. He'd started drinking at the airport, departure lounge and kept topping up while in the air. He didn't intend to start a fire but the judges said that throwing a cigarette into the bin at 33,000 feet came very close to deliberate fire setting. Several of the crew reported being traumatised and witnesses spoke of the crew weeping and screaming of adults and children. One passenger described the incident as absolutely terrifying. Everyone was panicking when I think about it now I feel sick. Francis Fitzgibbon QC, chairman of the Criminal Bar Association, said that the revised sentence was exactly in line with guidance. So there we go. Far, I mean, to be, you know, first off, you shouldn't be smoking anyway on board an aircraft, as Especially not Owen nowadays. would know. Yeah. And secondly, you know, if you did wish to have a cigarette in the toilet in an aircraft toilet, you don't put the, you know, well, you don't even do it to begin with anyway. Plus all no, the, don't do it. And if you do, they, there's, smoke there's ashtrays there for, for that particular reason, yeah. so that fires yeah. don't break out. Uh, but it is it is very very reckless to um, be smoking on an aircraft because um, as as many pilots on various other shows, uh, APG and um, a few other podcasters said, you know, fire is one thing that really gets gets yeah. uh, them quite scared yeah. in terms yeah, of emergencies. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, sort of lots of little things. I mean, you can you can you can tolerate things like engine failures and all sorts, can't you? As like you know, it's but but the minute you mention the word fire and there's a like a fire on board, I mean that that's a whole different kettle of fish. You know, it's very difficult to to, to as you say gain control of something mm. as as extreme as that. You know, 
obviously the airline that you fly for, Owen Harpjet, you obviously you're you're carrying sort of young people a lot and and stag parties and stuff like that. Is it really that much? I mean, do you you ever have an issue with people wishing to have cigarettes while they're um, flying, if if be in the toilets? Uh, I know a lot of my colleagues have. I personally haven't, th- thankfully. Um, That's because you're, you're very strict. Want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, a, a lot of people, yeah, there have been a, a, a lot of my colleagues who have had a case, and all of them have called the police as on arrival, and they've yeah. been taken off the aircraft in handcuffs and not very... Uh, not not very nice sentences. No, I can imagine. Well, uh, and, and with good reason. I mean, I, I get really cr- I get really cross with stuff like this. It's just like, you know, <laughs> you know, we all have things that that we're either addicted to or what. You know, I mean, look at the size of me, mine's chocolate. Uh, but it's just like if you're on an aircraft and you're a smoker, you know that you can't smoke on an aeroplane. It doesn't matter how much you want a cigarette you know that that's not something you could do you've just got all right don't get me wrong make sure you're first off the plane <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> and like you know down those air stairs and away but it's just like, you know. but i mean even even then i mean i've had uh, a few people smoke on or try to smoke on the ramp right equally as dangerous because well, you've got you've refueling got aircraft refueling oh, gosh, everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. in fact it's probably it's most dangerous you could almost argue on an aircraft, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, you, yeah. And there, there is that smell in the air, isn't there? When you, when, when you, when you do sort oh, of get off the ramp, especially while they're refueling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hello, what's what's tickled your fancy there, Carlos? No, I was just I was just reading. Mariana's you know put a really good point in the in the chat room that obviously aircraft do have incredibly sensitive smoke detectors in yes. the areas such as the toilets. Yes, so, they do, um, and even things like hairspray, deodorant, things like really? that can sometimes uh, can, can get set them off. Them. Yeah, Blimey. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very, very sensitive. I mean, you, yeah. you know, sort of respect almost to the to the passenger for wanting to go and spray his deodorant in the toilet, toilet so he doesn't sort of asphyxiate everyone around him. But uh, uh, spray enough of it, and you will set it off. Yeah. Do you know? I can I can remember I can remember I can honestly remember years and years ago um, when I was a bit of me a youngster. And in, in the nineteen hundreds, I, 1900s, back I in can the... still remember Ooh. when smoking was allowed on aircraft. No, I can, I can just remember it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But it was only at the yeah. back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, at yeah. the back. Yeah. I can still Which remember those days. Which is slightly pointless. No, I mean you're using that recycled <laughs> air. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was near the near the reintake, perhaps before it got filtered and stuff. Perhaps. Uh, I don't know. I, I've never smoked. I'm not a huge fan of um of um, no, smoke no, and stuff like that. I never have smoked. No, I I just you know. It's all vape nowadays. I think everyone who everyone yeah. I know who smokes vapes everywhere. Yeah. So and it's, the yeah. vaping so much isn't the problem for me personally. But of course, some of those smell really nice. <laughs> but the, but yeah, I know. But of course, there, there are issues with again because we're talking about silly little uh, nickel hydride batteries again, aren't we? Mm. Oh yeah. And there are issues with with the batteries yeah. in some of these machines actually uh, be- becoming an immediate fire hazard. You mm. know. Well, they have to be switched off in in aircraft. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so uh, you can't you can't use those on the aircraft either. No. So moving on to the next story, Matt, this one is for you. Indeed, this is on the Irish Examiner, and the headline is Newest Aer Lingus Aircraft Takes to the Skies for... uh, I've pressed the wrong button, haven't I? Sorry. Wrong camera, ladies and gentlemen. We'll we'll, we'll put the right camera on and start again. The Irish Examiner. Look, I've I've had a week off. I've forgotten how it all works. Uh, (laughs) 
the newest airline. Do you want to sit in this seat? No, not really? to me. <laughs> I've done that last week. <laughs> it's all yours now. Uh, the newest Aer Lingus aircraft. Stop it. Okay. Uh, the newest Aer Lingus aircraft takes to the skies for maiden voyage on to New York City. Aer Lingus will fly its newest aircraft, a 313-seater Airbus A330-300, on its maiden voyage from Dublin to New York City today. The aircraft, named St. Carthage... Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. After a sixth-century Irish bishop, cost in excess of two hundred million dollars. It's put there, but I'd have uh, okay. Anyway, it says dollars. I, I was kind of expecting euros. Anyway, uh, Aer Lingus now has a fleet of sixty-three aircraft, of which fifteen will service its long-haul network. The airline will operate its largest ever transatlantic schedule this summer, flying to eleven North American destinations with a total of two point. Five million transatlantic seats on offer, including a new direct service to Miami from Dublin starting in September. The new route, uh, Miami, joins Aer Lingus's existing transatlantic, transatlantic routes, Boston, Chicago, New York, Orlando, San Francisco, Washington and Toronto from Dublin and Boston and New York from Shannon, as well as Los Angeles, Newark and Hartford. Uh, Air Lingus has acknowledged that the Norwegian Air and WOW Air will provide stiff competition, especially in Cork and Shannon airports. Norwegian will make history in July when a transatlantic flight will take off from Cork Airport for the first time. It will fly to TF Green Airport in Providence, Rhode Island, an hour's drive from Boston in Massachusetts. Norwegian boss Bjorn Chaos insists low-cost long-haul flights are sustainable as long as passenger demand is there well that's a very exciting story isn't it it's a nice looking aircraft actually isn't it the a330 yeah this did is did i mention um, i like airbus i, know. I, I don't know if that came <laughs> up Cap- captain Allen's. Uh, did, did i mention that, that did i mention that i don't like the 757 300 mm, i don't know did, did that hey come now. up at all hey now. <laughs> what i think is nice about this as well Aer Lingus uh, still name their aircraft not many airlines do that yeah still. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah name, I, name I saw their uh, Saint Aoife, I think, in uh, in Malaga this morning. Mm. Uh, I think it's nice because BA always used to name all their aircraft. I remember that they still do name their aircraft as well. I think it's, it's nice yeah. when aircraft have I, names. I've got a, I've rather got, than I've got a question for you geeks out there. Please, mm. please answer answer this question for me. Julian's just asked a very an interesting question, which I don't. What's know. Julian asked? He's asked the question: uh, Do operators buy or lease their aircraft, considering prices and fleet sizes? It's a it's uh, a, a big difference. It's a big uh, half and half. I, mean, I think do, a lot. Do they of, buy them? Uh, you'd be surprised at how many big. Major yeah. airlines but would someone rent and like lease their aircraft. Hardjet uh, included. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So they 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 own their fleet essentially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. We. It's kind of like they don't own all of the fleet that they have, uh, but they own a very very large mm. portion of okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And the only only way you'll know is uh, on the inside of the cockpit. There's a little plate that says. Uh, Leased from and operated uh, by. Right, okay. Yeah. But it's hidden really quietly. So, it say, is, uh, uh, Amir, Amir is actually saying Emirates has mostly leased aircraft. Mm. Now, you'd have thought yeah. Emirates being such a big, big airline, yeah. a big, big airline, you know, one of the big players. See, lease, leasing is not a bad idea. You know, when you, if you, it's, it's like if you go I and think buy it's a great idea if it's a new aircraft. But you know, if you work out like, you know, someone else can worry about the bugs that you pick up on the way. You know. But it's the same if you have a car, you know, if you lease a car. And and start, anything goes wrong with it, you just take it back to the manufacturer and say, "Look, that's wrong. 
and yeah. they give you a new one. Yeah. So it's a, it's a similar kind of thing with aircraft. Yeah. You know, if you lease lease, if I could aircraft, afford one, I'd have a, I'd have a leased car. I can, well, tell, yeah. I can tell you um, that. Yes. You know, whereas if you go and buy a car and in yeah. two uh, you know two years down the line it yeah. breaks, you know the the company will say, well, pff, fix it then. And yeah. then you've got different types of lease. So you've got yeah. your yeah. dry lease, your wet, wet lease, lease, and yeah. you've got thing called a damp lease which is something that uh Aer Lingus use quite a bit is he just making um, me thirsty <laughs> perhaps this is this is actually this is uh, if, if don sebastian the pre-bike ah, is still in the chat yes. room, yeah. don he would don should do a story in the next yeah. episode of the airplane intel podcast Indeed. all about leasing and uh, the difference between leasing and, and buying outright an aircraft. Or, there if we go, or if he's feeling really generous, he could do one for our show. Yeah, he could do yeah. one for us. Yeah, do a, do a segment yeah. for this show. Yeah, go on. So moving on I to... I know uh, uh, in oh, Ireland, the, the, okay. um, there are a few really, really big aircraft leasing. I, I think it has to do mm. with taxes or something. But uh, yeah, I think Ireland is in the top five of uh, countries that have the biggest uh, aircraft wow. leasing. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, on to the next story. I think this one is with you, Owen, I think, isn't it? This is me, and I am in the complete wrong browser. For... Good. <laughs> oh, no, no, okay. So we are at the businessinsider.com UK version, and this says, this is the cheapest private jet in the world, and it's a true game I changer. I like this, Matt. It's, it's a, a very smart-looking plane, isn't it? It really is, isn't it? There we go. Here comes the picture now, children, as Owen starts the story. The Airbus A380 Super Jumbo may be the next big thing in private jets, but the tiny Cirrus Vision Jet is the next game changer. At $1.96 million, the diminutive Cheap. Cirrus uh, is the most affordable private jet on sale today. In fact, it's about half the price of its nearest jet-powered competitor. The Vision Jet has been 10 years in the making. Cirrus Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Ben Kowalski, told Business Insider. The production model of the Vision Jet made its first flight in May 2016, and a few months later, the aircraft was certified by the Federal Aviation Administration. The company is now ramping up production and deliveries. According to Kowalski, the Vision Jet's target markets are private owners and regional commercial air services. In addition, Cirrus says the Vision Jet is a natural progression for owners of the company's popular lineup of high-performance piston, uh, piston engine aircraft. And here's a closer look at the Cirrus Jet and its competitors. Um, yeah. It's so a, it really it competes a, with like the the VLJs. The, it's, the, it's splitting opinion in the chat room. I think for some reason I just think that's a really nice looking plane. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where, but the, I, I know there's a couple of people in the chat room who are who are not quite so enamoured with this aircraft <laughs> yeah. as as perhaps uh, everybody else here seems to be here in the studio and and uh, over in Bishop Storford there. But uh, so this this jet, the Cirrus Vision SF50. Oh, brace yourself. Um, here come the stats, everyone. This 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 class is a very light jet. Because it is a very light. Jet. Doesn't seem to have an undercarriage even. No, I, it's got one. Uh, has it? Um, okay. So this uh, first <laughs> prototype of this it's aircraft airbrushed it out. was uh, <laughs> in July 2008, actually, and uh, first production aircraft was in May 2016, 
and was uh, went into production. It says came into production in December 2016, and they had nine of these built so far, wow. including the prototypes. And as uh, Owen was saying, there 1.96 million dollars uh, at list price for 2016, which no one ever pays list price. We know yeah. that. Um, but uh, specifications quickly on this. Uh, so it carries six people. Uh, it's 30 foot long. Has a wingspan of 38 feet and uh, has a one engine. It has a Williams FJ33-58 turbo fan producing 1,800 pounds or 8 uh, kilonewtons of thrust and uh, has a cruise speed that uh, jogs along at uh, a uh, cool 345 miles per hour Ooh. or 556 kilometers per hour <laughs> and uh, if you want to know how high this aircraft can go before we finish this bit it's 28,000 feet uh, this aircraft has a service ceiling of so there we go Ma Marianne, it's, it's also the got the uh, parachute and the it's uh, it has, yeah. the single pilot operations as well oh, wow. yeah it does have the ballistic recovery system yeah this one does so uh, uh, Marianne just does anybody else think that Matt has now officially become an AV geek <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes ladies and gentlemen they have officially broken me I have joined the club so the next story <laughs> moving on to the IDS advanced .co.uk website exactly okay. and uh, it's good news for anyone out there who's wishing to become a pilot Ooh. so the EasyJet our wonderful low cost carrier here in the UK has, uh, is going to launch uh, this year its largest ever pilot recruitment drive so EasyJet are going to be launching the recruitment campaign at the beginning of next month um, called For the Love of Flying to attract up to 450 new pilots in what will be the largest recruitment drive in the airline's history, an increase on the record 426 recruited last year. Opportunities range from uh, cadet pilots, I'm going to just pat Matt there rather than punch him, uh, cadet pilots sta uh, starting their career to experienced pilots and captains from other airlines and the military all will receive access to high quality training and a range of career development opportunities. EasyJet currently employs over 3,000 pilots, wow that's a few, uh, who fly more than 265 Airbus aircraft on over 870 <laughs> routes in 31 countries and new recruits will join the airline at an exciting time of continued growth. In the coming year EasyJet is creating new pilot positions at all of its bases in, in the UK. These are at London Gatwick, London Luton, that's uh, Nev's favourite airport, uh, London Stansted, <laughs> London Southend. He, if he were here now, he'd be punching you, right? London now. Bristol, <laughs> London Newcastle, London Glasgow, London Edinburgh, London Belfast, and London Manchester and London <laughs> Liverpool Airport. I around, love that. Love, London Belfast. Yeah. <laughs> around, around 300 yeah, of the there, new... There's no political issues there <laughs> at all. That's absolutely fine, Carlos. Yeah, oh, yeah let's, sorry, let's uh, gloss over that before... Anyone uh, who wants to uh, pick up on that particular piece of uh, funny commentary will have to go back a few episodes <laughs> where we had a story about about um, London uh, yeah, airports. Yes, indeed. So <laughs> around 300 of the new roles will be for cadet pilots, and there will be a particular focus on recruiting more female pilots, yay, as part of EasyJet's Amy Johnson initiative. Captain Brian Tyrrell, EasyJet's head of flight operations, said that we are really pleased that we will be opening recruitment for up to 450 new EasyJet pilot positions in a couple of weeks' time. Um, the, uh, the story goes on about the, uh, the Amy Johnson initiative, which is really awesome. You've got to look that one up if you haven't already done it. Mm. So uh, it says here that uh, 
about the Amy Johnson's initiative that says here that only 3% of commercial airline pilots worldwide are female, and yeah. only 450 of them have achieved the rank of captain, which means every female captain could fit on an A380 aircraft. Wow. wow. Uh, that's, that's a shame, really, actually. Yeah, it is a, it is a big shame. Yeah. Uh, so, encouraged by the success uh, of the recruitment drive last year, EasyJet has now set itself a more stretching target, ensuring uh, that uh, 20% of new entrant cadet pilots recruited by EasyJet uh, in uh, 2020 are female. Based on current recruitment plans, this would mean that EasyJet will be recruiting around 50 female pilots a year, which will really start to change the face of the industry. This is a long-term strategy which was hoped will eventually lead to EasyJet recruiting, retaining and developing many more female pilots. Good. So if you want to find out some more information about the candidate program uh, and apply as well to EasyJet, if you go to uh, careers.easyjet.com forward slash pilots. If you go there, you'll uh, be able to, uh, to get on there and, uh, well, join the recruiting team and, and hopefully become a pilot exclusive news ladies and gentlemen Ryanair mega summer sale has just begun uh, so um, quick, quickly go on their website and uh, get as many of them booked before it all crashes it <laughs> seem, usually seems to be the time they, they send out that so email. the next anyway, story yes the next, next story, story this, Matt, this is a big budget story for it you, is absolutely this yeah. is the, it's travelandleisure.com is the website and the story and it, this involves my favorite entrepreneur the legend that is yeah. richard branson hits hints oh, yeah. at starting a new u.s airline so as if virgin atlantic wasn't wasn't successful enough or has he sold it perhaps he, he sold he, it he, he's a sort of um, what do they call it a silent partner. oh silent partner right anyway oh, yeah. the founder of Virgin America seems ready for a comeback in an interview on Bloomberg TV last week Virgin America founder Sir Richard Blan Branson said that he, op he he was open to the idea of starting a new airline in the US pending the outcome of a dispute with Alaska Airlines over how how long it will pay royalties for the Virgin America brand it acquired last year Alaska brought U uh, bought Virgin's US based carrier this past December for 2.6 billion dollars 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 uh, dollars yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it, they bought it in kebabs uh so 2.6 billion dollars uh then announced in march that it would be retired by 2019 which is a bit peculiar anyway when asked uh, if he would consider opening a new carrier in the u.s branson said watch this space which usually means yes uh the <laughs> the virgin founder indicated that alaska airlines uh should continue paying royalties unless we decide to start another airline so we'll see what happens branson said uh in the televised interview the uh, virgin founder said that he believes he should be paid royalties through till 2040 as the u.s airline industry grapples with overbooking fewer flights and recurring labor issues a new airline from virgin would be a welcome addition to the market launched in 2007 the design conscious virgin america quickly became a preferred carrier for u.s flyers and was named by readers as the number one domestic airline for travel and leisure's world's best airline for nine years in a row nine years in a row that's really good after Alaska announced its intention to completely dissolve its beloved brand uh, the uh, passionate entrepreneur published a goodbye love letter to employees and customers of Virgin America that quickly went viral an excerpt to each of the brilliant teammates I know that you will continue to do great things whether you stay with Alaska or pursue a different path build a business that puts its people first work with partners who share the same progressive and inclusive values um, 
focus on delivering a great customer experience and success will come make business a force for good stay positive attitude is everything I won't go on obviously because uh, he's sort of basically reading the story but uh, so uh, well I think that's a, it seems That'd a bit crazy awesome by Alaska idea. Airlines to basically just retire a, a well loved brand that just doesn't make any financial sense at all does it no, I think um, I think Richard Branson, if he um, puts his mind to it, which I'm sure he will do, yeah. he'll, he'll come up with another awesome airline. Of course, uh, yeah, he's got he's got experience, hasn't yeah. he? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, look how well Virgin done. You know, it still yeah. it still does very well here in yeah, the UK. It does, so. Absolutely. So, what's the difference between Virgin America and Virgin Atlantic? Uh, it's it's a lot an offshoot of Virgin, okay, it's, but right. it's American run and I think it's American owned and run. Okay. I'm right. I'm not. I might right. not be 100 percent right there, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Virgin uh, Virgin America is. Uh, yeah, it has. It, I don't know if it's won awards, but it is a, a very uh, popular mm. airline in the US. I think uh, for people. So yeah. So anyway, and moving on to the final story. Then Owen, this is with you. Okay, so this is all about Norwegian, and it's from freshplaza.com. Where do you get these? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have no idea. Norwegian aircraft evacuated because of controversial fruit. A Norwegian airplane en route from Oslo Gardemoen Gardemoen to Evenes Airport was evacuated Thursday evening, reports Harstad Tiende. The reason was a suspicious a suspic- suspicion of a gas leak from the compar- cargo compartment. Oh, wow. However, there was certainly no gas leak, and the mistake was simply due to the presence of fruit which was taken on the plane by a passenger. Nice. Security always has the highest priority. The fire brigade was called, and it appeared the smell came from an Asian duran fruit, dur- durian fruit, right. uh, which is completely harmless, stated Tonje Nace Great. of Norwegian's press <laughs> service in an email. Okay. The plane was able to reach its destination a little over a half an hour late and the Asian fruit durian is controversial because of its powerful smell. The fruit also called stink fruit has such a strong <laughs> smell that it is forbidden in for consumptions in hotels and other cub- public places in some Asian countries. Wow. Okay, so, uh, I mean, the, the, the first question here for me is, if it smells as badly as it appears to, why on earth, why, why, why on earth would you eat it? Apparently, according to uh, to Wikipedia, the durio, uh, durio zebinthinus fruit, apparently is incredibly nice to eat. It Despite smelling, smelling like sick, apparently no. It apparently <laughs> smells of rotten onions or raw oh, sewage. No. Oh great! Uh, and, a, and apparently, according to Wiki or as well, it says by the of it. <laughs> it apparently it says as well that it smells whether you you've t- taken the husk off or not. It just okay, it just does sticks. not right. smell very okay, nice. Good. And it has been, as uh, Owen said, it's been banned uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, from hotels, public transports, airlines as well in Southeast Asia ban the fruit from uh, being on board the aircraft. But um, so well. consider this a public service announcement: people <laughs> do not bring durian, this yeah, durian, durian fruit because your flight will be delayed. Yes, absolutely. I well, thought I'd chuck that one in at the end. Very, yes, yes. Well, you did, had you nodded off? I mean, I know you've had quite a tough week because you haven't been well, very well either. But no, no, I know. <laughs> okay, it's good. the effects of. Um, well, the sun, I think. Right. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we just take a very. We're going to take a very quick very. break. Oh, yeah. a very. Stop it. Yeah, I've forgotten how to do this whole presenting <laughs> thing. All right, play nice. Oh, uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I have missed you, Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about the only person that has. Come on, uh, everyone in the chat gen- room has missed you. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a very quick <laughs> break. We'll be right back after these very short messages. 
Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head.com. The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com thanks Thanks for for listening. listening Flyby 5823 Trent Dane for 23R Manchester Wizz Air 6X Climb Flight Level 210 Direct to Bretman's Park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots. anymore. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket, anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> So moving on then uh, with our military news for this week, and this one is the first story then, and it's on the Lincolnite.co.uk site. The the, the what now? The Lincolnite. The Lincolnite. It's that publication that I cannot, do you know, I I simply cannot go to the toilet without it. You can probably see that I've (laughs) actually got a coat on now, because it's a bit chilly here. I am giving serious consideration to I've got a coat here for Matt, so don't (laughs) worry. I I don't want you being ill next week, for God's sake. (laughs) So the... uh, He's putting his coat on. There we That's go. actually my work coat. So I'm not going to stand out like a... I'm going to go... Oh, very I'm gonna, nice. I'm going to land some aircraft now, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you could be a dispatcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, dear, dear, so dear. the uh, the story then is, uh, as I said, on the Lincolnite.co.uk website, the headline. And uh, it's a bit of an air show kind of theme, military theme this week. So the Royal Canadian Air Force to send the uh, uh, CF-18 Hornet fighter jet to Scampton Air Show. They can see me from space now, everyone. Good news. So uh, <laughs> the Royal Canadian Air Force uh, will be sending one of its CF-18 Hornet fighter jets to the Scampton Air Show on the weekend of, pardon me, that beer, of September the 9th and 10th. <laughs> oh, do you Sorry, know, we would apologies. be so professional. I know. Professional. <laughs> terrible. Here, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway. the distinctive twin-engine fighter, a version of the FA-18 Hornet, produced by McDonnell Douglas and Boeing, is the backbone of the Canadian Air Force and will be one of the stars at the extensive static display at the air show. The show, which takes place at RAF Scampton, home of the Red Arrows, on the weekend of September the 9th and 10th, will feature up to 100 aircraft, both on and off the ground. Thousands of Canadian airmen will, uh, were based in Lincolnshire during the war, serving within the Royal Air Force's Bomber Command, Coastal Command and Fighter Command. One unit, uh, Flying Bombers uh, 420 Squadron, was formed at RAF Waddington near Lincoln in December 1941 and flew more than 530 sorties in eight months before transferring to Yorkshire, where the bulk of the RCAF bomber squadrons were based. Air Show Director Paul Sall said the history between Lincolnshire and the Royal Canadian Air Force is undeniably strong, with many Canadian Air Force personnel based in the country through the Second World War. The connection with the RAF Scampton is particularly of note, uh, with 30 members of the legendary 617 Dambusters Squadron being Royal Canadian Air Force. To confirm, the Royal Canadian Air Force will be sending a CF-18 Hornet to be part of the inaugural Scampton Air Show. It's just magnificent, uh, magnificent and reinforces the long-standing relationship with Lincolnshire. Uh, you can go on to the Lincolnite.co.uk website where this story is. There is a link on there so you can buy tickets to uh, the uh, Scampton, uh, RAF Scampton Air Show, which, as I said, happens on September the 9th and 10th this year. So, uh, yeah, get yourselves over to there. Absolutely. Next story, moving on. Indeed, yes. Uh, the next story, uh, sorry, I was busy putting a picture up, so I, I couldn't have timed that more wrong. One moment, callers. Uh, oh, and now, oh my God, now I've broken the browser. Oh, okay. dear. Oh, okay. of worms in there. <laughs> okay, anyway, on, yes, it's all right. Crisis averted, everyone. So the Gloucestershire Live website, that's the Gloucestershire Live website. I'm, I'm not drunk, I promise. I don't know what's the matter with me. And this um, is another <laughs> air show-related military story. Okay, yes, yeah, so the Royal International Air Tattoo. American aircraft will flock to the show to celebrate the U.S. Air Force. 70th anniversary. This is very exciting. Oh, it's the Osprey's a picture of the Osprey. Mm, I know. And I can't bring it up because I'm doing the story. Oh, no. Visitors to this summer's Royal International Air Tattoo at RAF Fairford in the Cotswolds will be able to view one of the biggest gatherings of US military aircraft at a UK air show. Well, it should have come to pits. Anyway, uh, in addition to the USAF uh, display teams, the Thunderbirds. Uh oh. Oh dear, Al, stay well away, stay well away, Captain Al, from the RAAF, because that could end badly. Um, uh, a B-1 and a B-52 bomber and a state-of-the-art F-22 fighter jet have already been revealed. The Americans have announced that many more exciting aircraft will be arriving at the airbase as the air show prepares to stage the biggest celebration of the US Air Force's 70th anniversary anywhere in 
Europe. The air show, which takes place on the 14th to the 16th of July, will also feature two CV-22B offsprays that, whose unique uh, tilt rotors enable them to fly like a helicopter or like a fixed-wing aircraft. And if you, seriously, guys, if you haven't seen one of these Ospreys in a... We saw, we saw one last year, didn't we, actually, yeah, at Rio? Yeah, yeah. In action is just the most mind-blowing thing. Uh, the aircraft, which is one, uh, one of which will be in the flying programme and the other on display in the static park, has been used as a Special Forces transport aircraft thanks to its impressive speed and manoeuvrability. Also confirmed for the static park will be two F-6 16C fighter jets from um, uh, I want to say Spang Spangdalham Spangdalham Air Base in Germany, an MC-130J Commando II tactical transport and tanker aircraft based at RAF Mildenhall in Suffolk, used to transport special operations and a massive C-17A Globemaster transport aircraft, which will travel all the way from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, military um, patrol aircraft. Finally, the United States Navy will be showcasing the world's most capable maritime patrol aircraft, the Boeing P-8A Poseidon on the ground at RAF Fairford. The air, the aircraft is on order for the Royal uh, Air Force who will take delivery of their first example from 2019 based at RAF Lossiemouth in Scotland. Air Tattoo spokesman Richard uh, said that the Air Tattoo enjoys a great relationship with the US military which stretches back almost four decades and over the years this has resulted in some very, very memorable tributes uh, marking key milestones in the USAF's history. Earlier this year the US military promised us their full support in marking their 70th anniversary and now we're seeing them deliver. It's fantastic the range of American military aircraft on display at the Air Tattoo is going to be awesome and there's still more to be added. The Air Tattoo is staged annually at RAF Fairford in support of the RAF Charitable Trust. To view prices and closure options visit airtattoo.com. All accompanied under 16s are admitted free of charge. Also free parking. I like that, I like that. Indeed, yes. It's and, all and, and you're not able to make it this year which is a real shame. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to get yeah. the time off, but yeah. the way Situations it looks at the moment, okay. uh, 14th is one that I can possibly get off, okay. uh, 15th is not impossible to take off, and 16th is possible to take off, so um, I'm trying to work out well, how I it sounds possibly like, find a sounds like we all need to have a little 15th. chat after the show, by the sound yes. of it. We need to have a long <laughs> chat after the show, I think, because I was originally going to go to Latitude, but that ain't happening now. So, uh, anyway, yes, <laughs> we'll gloss over that. So right, so the last yes. uh, story, and uh, this is uh, one especially for our Australian listeners. So, uh, Owen, if you want to take this one. This is from shepherdmedia.com, and it's all about maritime security. The RAAF P-8A assists in civilian uh, search and rescue mission. The Royal Australian Air Force's new Poseidon P-8A aircraft has assisted in a search and rescue operation approximately 50 kilometers south of Mount Gambier, Victoria. The RAAF announced on May 17th. During a training mission from its RAAF base in Edinburgh in South Australia, the P-8A Poseidon intercepted a mayday call from a distressed vehicle, or a distressed vessel rather, in the MV Port Princess, or Port, Port Princess, on the 16th of May 2017. Port Princess was taking on water with four crew on board. Oh, blimey. The P-8A assisted the rescue of the vessel's captain and crew by 
providing communications assistance and relaying real-time imagery of the event to Rescue Coordination Centre in Canberra. This is the first search and rescue response completed by the P-8A Poseidon since the aircraft's arrival in Australia in November 2016, and the aircraft is still undergoing test and evaluation activities before formal introduction into service. So that's uh, very, very good news that those guys were rescued safe. Mm. And uh, yeah, thanks to the P eight. Yeah, we yeah. saw one of these. Uh, we saw one of these at Farnborough. Actually, they have one of these at Farnborough. Yes, remember, did, on the yeah. static display. And they have one at uh, Pitts No, as well. I'm fairly sure. I yes, saw yeah, pictures I think, yeah, of. I think, uh, yeah, because Brian. Thinking of, yeah, Brian interviewed yeah, yeah. some of the guys from the yeah, Poseidon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, just you know, for those of you who may not know, the P eight A Poseidon, uh, based on the Boeing seven three seven. And uh, next gen aircraft, <laughs> yeah. Yawn. And uh, boing, if you want to, if you want to go and boing, buy one of boing, these, boing. take out a big loan. You can buy one of these. Uh, apparently, a flyaway cost Ooh. of one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. You can go and buy one of these for. Lovely. Currently operated by, as Owen said, the Royal Australian Air Force, the Indian Navy, and the United States Navy. And wow. I do believe the Royal Air Force here in the UK have got some of these on order as well. Have they? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, they've finally have. decided to. Uh, you know, because we haven't actually got any maritime patrol aircraft in the UK. Oh, and I thought they, might, not. they thought that might be a problem. Did they? Yeah, finally, <laughs> yeah. we, we could do with uh, some kind of. Um... Even Ireland have maritime patrol aircraft. Oh, okay. I know, I know, I know. So oh, there we are. That's the uh, last in the military story. So we've got uh, before we close up and wrap up the show. Yes, Matt, can I help you? Talk? Yeah, no, it's all right. What, what we're going to do now then is we're going to do. Uh, oh, we've got some feedback. Yeah, we've we? got some feedback that we're going to yeah. play out now. Uh, and uh, well, we, we hand the show over now. Uh, interest, interesting, really, a nice little interview that we're about to enjoy. Oh, and that was done yes. by um, one of our very excellent listeners. And that was now, what was it? It was the Wings Over Illawarra. Illawarra Air Show. Yeah. And uh, well, in fact, actually, Matt, take it away. G'day guys, Matt coming to you from Wings over Illawarra. I'm currently with Steve from Plane Crazy Down Under. Now, what are you doing here? Well, we're doing commentary. I'm doing commentary right now, obviously. No. Uh, yeah, no, we're doing the commentary. Uh, Grant's actually over there now with uh, Peter Anderson doing a, having a go. So, yeah, we, we uh, do a lot of, spend a lot of time these days doing regional air shows commentary so um, not so much broadcasting these days but it's kind of led on to this so it's good it is good so what uh, air shows have you done this season well we've uh, done the barossa valley air show we did the uh, kaizen air show recently and we've also done the hunter valley air show so uh, we're getting around it's really important to really keep the air show scene the local air show scene going because uh, we, you know it's grassroots aviation absolutely where everybody starts and we promote that so companies like uh, four minute air shows particularly who we do a fair bit of work for, they're, they're really getting out there and promoting it. So uh, very, very important. And, you know, it leads on to bigger events like this one. So uh, um, who knows, maybe one day we'll get Avalon or Farnborough or something like that. Well, Avalon's definitely a good stepping stone and it's certainly a, a fantastic place to have a, an air show. It's really good to see here a lot of families and a lot of young kids. As you're talking about grassroots, we've got the, uh, the scouts movement here. We've got the guy bearing kids around the country who need operations. So it's, it's one of those things where it, this platform's given an, an awesome opportunity for uh, the companies that are dealing in, in grassroots aviation. Yeah, well, it's, it's what, to get a bit of it's what it's all variety. about, and, and particularly in this part of the world where it's, it's quite a small niche, um, and, you know, we thought we see a worldwide shortage of pilots, where well, we see that really amplified here a lot, I think. Mm. Uh, so it's really important that we, we always get out there, and particularly those of us that work in the media and, and work around the, that sort of area of aviation. 
it's almost our responsibility really to get out there and promote it. You know, it is something affordable and it is something achievable and yes. that's where really we're trying to push. So yeah, it is when you see people like the Air League and the cadets out here uh, and all those sort of uh, organisations, it's really encouraging to see. And, um, you know, there's a lot of aviation history here in the Illawarra region. So Absolutely. you see that sort of coming through with a lot of these groups are quite active. So it's, it's a good thing. Well, it's fantastic. You know, we've got Haas here in Illawarra and they've got some fantastic examples of some classic um, aircraft, both built here and overseas. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, of course. Well, of course, if you come in here to Illawarra and you've got OJA, the, the 747 that was retired that landed here rather famously. Yes. Uh, never to leave again, obviously. <laughs> no, no. A bit short uh, for that, Because we've seen the Neptune up this morning and uh, they've got all sorts of aircraft there. So, uh, yeah, if you're in this part of the world, if you're coming over from the UK or anywhere else, Definitely. you've got to put this on your uh, put this on your list. And that 747 is a world record holder, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. I mean, what is the record? You have to remind me because I remember it went to the UK, I think, non-stop. No, no, it flew from... Uh now, someone uh, out there in the Avgeek community is going to uh, probably I should know this, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. Where's Grant when I need him? Where is that guy? <laughs> it was the 400 series 747 when they came out. That was uh, you know, quite a big uh, step up in technology. Massive. In, so, in terms it? of fuel efficiency and range, I think OJA was uh, quite instrumental. And quite, uh, it set quite a few records early on. It when did. It came into service. Aircraft, I think, in the late 80s came into service. That from, from memory, I think it was flying from Heathrow to Sydney to, to, uh, to Kingsford Smith in 17 and a half hours, non-stop. Would have been rather fragrant in there, I think, when they when they landed, wouldn't you think? <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I don't know who was on cooking the meals, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, now you've got Qantas now talking about flying their uh, Dreamliners when they get them from Perth to, uh, to London non-stop, so... If they if they do do that, the only problem they're going to have, of course, is Perth's about a five-hour flight away from the east coast, where everybody lives. So. Exactly right. I heard I heard it's actually a connecting flight from Melbourne, Perth, then to uh, to to LHR. Yeah, long that's a long flight. I think I'd rather do the standard these days, which is just sort of Melbourne, Dubai, London. So yeah, yeah, that's that's you have a bit of a break and stretch the legs. Having said that, I've never been to London, so you know maybe those rich podcasters over there at PTUK UK could sponsor me over there. Yeah, well, maybe. Come on, guys, maybe, I don't eat much. Actually, that's not true. I do eat a lot, actually. Hey, come on soon, Ev. I'm sure you've got some uh, connections there with uh, <laughs> with British Airways. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Absolutely. So, so we've uh, got a, another day and let's say another day and a half here at the air show yep. to go and. Uh, Tomorrow, I think it culminates with the C-17 doing uh, a flyover or something in the afternoon. Oh, look, the RAF are full of surprises, of course. Uh, you know, uh, uh, RAF base Richmond, uh, where a lot of those aircraft stage out. I was not that far from here. Mm. And they've got uh, Willie Town as well. Uh, so, yeah, the RAF and the Navy, of course, got... Uh, uh, Albatross? Yeah, Albatross. So the NARA is not that far away. So a lot of the uh, helicopters are here. So uh, great, you know, defence. It's a big area for them too, so... Uh, C-17s or whatever they decide to bring. I'm hoping they bring the C-27J, actually. And I hope they do a barrel roll in it like the crazy Italian test files did when they to plug those things a few years ago. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, oh, mind you. Whatever they put on here at Wings over Illawarra, Mark and Kerry Brightly, they worked tirelessly this for two years, you know, a year in advance to put this on. And, it's, it's a massive effort, and I tell you what, it's an absolutely beautiful location. You know, you've got the, the backdrop of the hills behind the back of the airport and you're only like minutes away from the beach. And and, and Shell Harbour and uh, Wollongong area is just a magnificent part of Australia. And uh, personally, I must say, if anyone out there in the wide world who loves aviation, you've got to get on that plane. It's going to be a long haul flight no matter which way you look at it. Well worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it. Listen to the plane crazy down under while you're at it. 
Uh, that was a great episode, by the way. Your your first Avalon. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. yeah. Probably ought to get busy and put the second one in now. I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to hearing it, and uh, I know you guys are busy with this stuff, and it's uh, continuing to get busier. And we really do appreciate what you guys do bring to the uh, to the worldwide podcasting network and, and bringing Australian aviation to the world. No, oh, pleasure. It's been a great eight year journey, and uh, yeah, we've yeah we've been halfway around the world and back with it, so it's. It's been fun and it's, uh, I'm glad that people enjoy it. So. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Oh, well, wow. massive well, thanks to you, Mr. Bunting Frame. Wow, literally that was the, very, very good. the hardest man in the entire world <laughs> to get on. <laughs> I'm not joking, guys. Oh. I mean, Grant is, is you know, he's usually pretty flexible. He'll, he'll come on the show. But the one guy from The Amazing, if you haven't listened to it, where have you been? Get yourselves over there. Listen to Plane Crazy Down Under. Down it under. is an incredible podcast. And you are, honestly, it's a real treat for the years. You are missing it out. I mean, the production values in it are brilliant. They go to a lot of trouble they, to make a yeah. really good quality podcast. Steve, Steve and Grant are like uh, air show royalty. They are. You know, if, if, they're, they're if an air show air hasn't got Steve and Grant commentating, yeah, it's, it's a rubbish air show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not a good show. air show. Yeah, so well done, uh, well done to uh, to yeah. you, Matty Bunting Thanks, Frame. Matt. Well Brilliant. done. Show more of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> and know. I can I can actually say that um, uh, MBF was wearing his PTUK T-shirt was during during the Wings of yes. Illawarra air Our show. Our official so well correspondent in Australia. Yes, yep. and uh, also obviously thanks to Steve as well from yeah, uh, thanks, PCDU Steve. and yeah. Uh, yeah get yourselves over to uh, iTunes and download and yes in answer, to, in answer to your question Steve the minute either of us win the lottery we will have you over here business class uh, business class oh yes Oh, he's going first class. No, 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 no. Business is like let's, no, no, no. Let's not economy. spoil the, the, the black economy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Posh economy. Yeah, yeah. How so have you, you been travelling? Yeah, because excuse me, Mister, and I travel in premium economy with Air Canada. <laughs> well, yes, indeed, yes. Okay. Anyway, right. uh, so you've got a little bit of air show news that you just want to yeah, cover so before we wrap up. We have before we wrap up the show. Then we have got just a smidgen of uh, some air show news uh, to bring you. So on uh, the air show circuit coming up for this, uh, well, the next couple of months, I think we could say this is yeah. the next couple of months on the air show circuit. Yeah. So we have got a few air shows happening in and around yeah, the UK. Indeed. For those uh, of you who are actually, in the UK yeah. who can join us. May, uh, Saturday the 27th of May, which obviously is this weekend, isn't it? Uh, you've got yeah, the Sky Live, you've got the Sky Live air show, that's at Durham Tees Valley Airport, County, County Durham. Durham. Mm. Uh, and that's the Maybank Holiday sees the return of the much-loved air show at Teesside. A fun-packed day for the whole family. After 26 years, the air show is back with an exciting mix of jet-propelled thrills followed by an evening of live music. So on the 27th and 28th of uh, May, that's Saturday and Sunday here in the UK, we've got the Duxford Air Festival Ooh, yeah. uh, at uh, the Royal Imperial War Museum at Duxford. And they've got a, well, it's a huge lineup of aircraft they've got uh, there participating. If you go over to the uh, the, the Imperial War Museum um, uh, website, Duxford website, they'll have the list of all the aircraft that are going to be on show uh, mm. during that uh, particular air show. And... Uh, 
And like I said, that is on the 27th and 28th of May. Indeed, yeah. We'll, so we'll skip over into June, really. In the beginning part of June, we've got uh, the Aero Expo oh, UK. Oh, you missed one there. You missed a big one. Oh, did I? Yeah, 28th of May. Uh, this one is yeah, quite a good one to go to. Um, hopefully, I'm going to see if Matt can make this one. I'm going to see if I can make this one as well. We're going to try and get over there. What, this uh, Sunday? Oh, is it this Sunday? The yes, it's this oh, Sunday. Oh, perhaps yeah. not this yeah. Sunday then. No, that's um, why I moved on. So this <laughs> Sunday, uh, this Sunday, we're not going to be able to make this one. No, right? I don't think we on, are. No, but, uh, on but Sunday it's a shame. the 28th, yeah. it's the Cold War Jets yeah, Open Day. That's a yeah. brunting thought proving ground in yeah, Lutterworth, Leicestershire. Yeah. Uh, that's always a good one to go to. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna, they've yeah. got another one later on in the year. Yeah, so make, we're going to try and make Stick that in the diary and we'll do that. Absolutely. Yes. So. Uh, we're at uh, we just do a couple in June really but you've got the Air, Aero Expo UK 2017 that's the Wickham Air Park High Wickham Buckinghamshire whether you are an experienced pilot or just have a passion for aviation the Aero Expo UK is the exhibition to attend in 2017 that runs from Thursday the 1st of June to Saturday the 3rd and uh, another really really good one here um, we'll, that will make us the last one for uh, the UK uh, for June this one's on the 3rd and 4th of June yep. Saturday and Sunday the Tor Bay Air Show yep. that's in Tor Bay in Devon yeah, paint. Uh, and it's completely Payton. free yeah it's free yeah. Uh, if, you, uh, if you take yourselves over to um, uh, all the W's dot air uh, hyphen shows.org so it's the uh, flight line actually if you just go to google and google flight line uk there's an air show um link on there yeah. look on there and there actually is a, a huge page on their website that shows you yeah. the aircraft and the time slots for saturday and sunday yeah. for the aircraft Full they're going to be yeah. going through there which it also includes the red arrows and also the pits, oh, wow. uh, pits s1 special yeah and uh, and also on the sunday they've got the uh, Jet Provost T1 mm. as well, which is also a good one to see. And uh, one a special one for Micah on the Saturday at the Tor Bay Air Show uh, between 4 and 5 in the evening. They're going to have the consolidated PBY5A Catalina. Oh, wow, the lovely flying. Catalina. So, yeah. uh, good one for Micah there. So, get yourselves yeah, over absolutely. to on the 3rd and 4th of June over to the Tor Bay air show if in you're not Devon. if you're not aware of it already actually guys uh, seriously www.air-shows.org.uk is a great site it'll give you all yeah. the forthcoming aviation and military uh, shows as well i know i mean we didn't read it out but there was there was a show there that really grabbed my interest which was like sort of military military and tanks and things like that that you know yeah. so there's some great stuff there they, and they, there's, there's one down there on the first and second of july on saturday and sunday and this one is really kind of suits PTUK and all the listeners this oh, is on. the uh shobden food and flying festival ah, now we're talking <laughs> the captain Al, where are you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the captain Al i have show. no idea where this is but yeah. it's in the herefordshire sure I can't. Okay, we'll, we'll find it. I think we should find it and make sure we attend. That's it. We'll make sure we'll take yes. Captain Al yes. with us because if we're going to a food and aviation related air show, There's he a, will be a food furious. Stand, vintage cars, steam engines, and lots, lots more, as well as air displays and ground based oh, aviation attractions. Don't mention the word steam. I shall get very excited. <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is where we have to wrap up the show. We certainly do. Indeed. So thanks to everyone who's joined us in the chat room live this evening for the show. Massive amount of names in there. Can't We just haven't got the time to read them all out. But no, thank you to no. everyone who has joined us in the chat room. They're all still chatting between they themselves are. now. Love it. And uh, also a massive thank you to uh, Matthew Bunting Frame, obviously, for sending Fantastic in Fantastic feedback. You yeah, awesome bit of feedback, yeah. so thanks for that. Yeah. And hopefully next week we'll have a segment from uh, the legend that is Pilot Pit. Fingers and toes all crossed with knots tied in places on a warm day. 
Good. And uh, so it leaves us just to say a big thank you to Owen for uh, coming on the show and joining us this week again. Oh, thanks, thanks so everyone's much, as always. Everyone's, everyone's favourite favorite flight attendant. Everyone's favourite harp jet uh, <laughs> person. Indeed, yes, you are. Absolutely, indeed. Big hugs from everyone in the chat room to you yeah. as well. Right. Oh, big hugs right back, guys. Ah, uh, so uh, that's it then for episode 166 of the show. Don't forget to look on Facebook and uh, find us on Facebook and also Twitter at Plain Talking UK. Yep. Look for us on there. And also, if you download the show via iTunes, which I do as myself, actually, I download do the show. From, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, have to admit, right. I do. Uh, if you download Maybe the you show, you have had enough after you. I know. Did, okay. <laughs> if you download the show do via too. iTunes, oh, please oh, take yourselves over to the little ratings bar where you please, can click yeah. on the starry yeah. thing and you can yeah. click on the star and say, you know, how much you please hate say me nice and Matt. <laughs> uh, or you can say how much you hate me and Matt and love Owen. Uh, that's also matter, fine, so, uh, and that's frankly what we expect. So make sure you do that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Do that immediately. So don't forget <laughs> to check out uh, our Facebook and Twitter page for when we're going to be on next, which will probably be next Friday again oh, I dare say. for yes. episode 167 Indeed. of the show. So that leaves me just to say a massive thanks again to everyone for joining us this evening and hope you all have a fantastic bank holiday oh, weekend. Yes, bank holiday Monday, isn't it? Yeah, oh, bank holiday. Splendid. No oh. work, no work till Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me guess, it's going to rain a lot. It's going to rain. Yeah, of course it is. It's the yeah. UK. It the forecast is Mondays. rubbish for yeah. Monday, <laughs> as per usual. Yeah, indeed. So from me, Carlos, it is a massive sunny, hopefully, and hope you'll all have We're a still fantastic clear skies. It's weekend. Just a bit chilly now. <laughs> and from you, Mr. Smith. Uh, yes, uh, it, it's. Uh, I, I made it through a whole show. That's very exciting Yay. without any kind of diplomatic incident. So great news. <laughs> uh, that is uh, yes. Uh, th- uh, and thanks for the lovely messages for, uh, from everyone, guys. I really appreciate. That yes, and we're, we're we're almost back to full health, and I and I'm glad it's over. Yeah, and thank you, you thank you for the kind uh, words in the chat. Definitely appreciate Very kind to of have you back. Yeah, some yeah. kind words in the chat room. Oh, we do love our chat room people, yeah. don't we? They're so lovely. So that's it then. Uh, Owen. Owen, last uh, words Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you all again soon. Oh, so that's it then. Pleasure, Take mate. care, everyone. From all of us here, let's say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.